Welcome to Sastery in the Making, the podcast that features the people who made the software world what it is today and the leaders who are shaping the future of technology. Here's your host, Matt Wallach. Okay, welcome to the show. I want to know a few things from you. First, how much do you care about converting leads? How much do you care about people that come to your site? How you're going to convert them because that's really what we're going to discuss today. I am super excited to talk with my special guest, Billy Bateman from Chat Funnels. Billy, how you doing? I'm doing great. You're you're too kind, Matt. I'm I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm happy to have you here. I've known Billy for a while. And when it comes to conversions and and making sure that you can get that pipeline really generating more demos, more leads, more opportunities for people you can touch base with, Billy is the master. Let me tell you a little bit about Billy so you know what I'm talking about. He is the co-founder and VP of operations at ChatFunnels. And ChatFunnels is a really slick product. It's a digital conversation optimization solution for B2B businesses. Really what they do is they optimize chatbots, email, and automated engagement for B2B businesses for sales, marketing, and customer success teams. It is a slick product. I've taken a peek at it myself. Previously, Billy was an investor liaison at VentureCapital.org. So he knows the business from the inside (laughs) out. So Billy, once again, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy to be here. I'm really excited to talk about bots, live chat, everything, website conversion, and just getting engaged with your customers right away. I love it. So tell me what's been going on lately with you and what's coming up. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we're closing out the year. So, uh, we're trying to just, you know, hit those sales numbers and, uh, and meet our goals for the year, even with COVID and things are looking great on that front. And then next month, we, we're actually hosting the RevTech Summit. And, uh, so we're going to have a lot of great speakers talking about how they're using real products on a daily basis to grow their pipeline and close more deals. I'm looking forward to that because I'm going to be one of those speakers. Thank yeah. you very much for the invite. You are. You are. We're excited for it. So if anyone wants to sign up and, and get that content, it's free. Just go to RevTechSummit.com and uh, you can register. Perfect. And I'll throw a link to that in the show notes. So if you're uh, on your podcast, you want to just click there, you can do so. So tell me, ChatFunnels is a great product. What gave you all the idea for it? Yeah. So we started the business in 2018 and actually didn't start out as a software company. My partner and I, we decided to take a different route because, you know, building software is expensive. Like once you start hiring those developers, you know, they're not selling or bringing any money in, but they sure like they got a nice paycheck coming with them. (laughs) So we wanted to, rather than just jump right in and build product on a hunch of what we thought people wanted, go in and take a more consultative approach. So we actually started out as a consulting company. And we would help companies, and we still do use Drift, Intercom, I mean, HubSpot Chat, almost any, any chat or chatbot solution, like our team will work with you. And consulting with B2B companies like Avanti, Pantheon, Inside Sales, on how they can use these products to engage their customers and ultimately drive more pipeline for their sales team or decrease their customer support cost um, on the customer success side by giving people automated answers through the bot, being smart about where they are and engaging people just preemptively rather than them having to come and you know raise their hand and say, I need some help. I need somebody to talk to me right now. Just being proactive and helping people learn their products 
right away and even, you know, just to deflect a lot of those customer support chats. So started working on that in 2018. Had a lot of good success. One of our first customers was inside sales. They were using a, a bot to try and qualify people for their sales team and book those sales meetings and mm-hmm. did not have a lot of success, a little bit, but uh, the sales team wanted to rip the chat bot out. They mm-hmm. wanted to go back to what they knew, like change is hard. That's mm-hmm, one of the sure. things. If you're going to go into like, you haven't been using the bot or live chat, just know like it's going to be a rough start, most likely, just because you got to get people to buy in. The sales team was like, let's go back to the old process where they fill out a form, SDR calls them back and qualifies them, and then they put a demo on my calendar if they're qualified. And that system works to a certain degree. I mean, it's worked for a long time, but buyers today, like we want answers now. Like I don't want to fill out a form, wait for somebody to email or call me, and then I get to talk to somebody to answer my questions. Like, I want my questions answered like ASAP. For sure. Um, and the leadership over there saw that that was the trend and, and wanted to make this work. So through testing and optimization, we were able to take them from booking about 20 meetings that the sales team generally didn't want to over 90 meetings a month. The sales team wanted on their calendars because they were pretty well qualified. Um, and they were you know, getting same-day meetings, sometimes even same-day closes out of it. Just wow. that speed to lead, wow. there's something to it. So I'm a big believer in that, by the way. I, I preach that to my clients all the time is that there's so much importance on that. What you said, speed to lead. Yeah. And too many times you see that lead kind of just forgotten about and forgotten about. And I saw a study once that some companies are waiting five days to get back to the leads that come yeah. in. Yeah. I can't even imagine, but the amount of increase in your conversion when you get to a lead quicker is staggering. So that's definitely something I work on with my clients. I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah. So actually, Dr. Uh, Jim Oldroyd, who did uh, the original lead response audit forever ago, like when I was working at Inside Sales like 10 years ago, he's one of our advisors and has been doing some research around just chat. And we found it's generally the same thing. Like we were going through numbers for live chat last week. And what we found was if you respond in under two minutes to a live chat request, you have a pretty good chance of having a productive conversation. I wish I had the number right in front of me, but it's essentially two minutes on a live chat. Like after two minutes, if they are still there, they are so dedicated that you probably can't blow that sale. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. Is what we found. But it rarely are prospects like that. Yeah. 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 Rarely is that, is that it? Like somebody's already sold them on you at that point mm-hmm. and they're like, okay. You know, this solution is the solution for me. But yeah, you got to get to them quickly. And what we saw is, you know, we put it into 30 second buckets that, you know, zero to 30 seconds, 30 seconds to a minute, minute to a minute and a half, two minutes. And, uh, you know, the faster you get to them, the higher your likelihood is of, of one booking a meeting and capturing that email address as well. So, um, that was the trend we were, we were seeing the other day. And, it just it makes sense, you know. We want we want answers now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're definitely an expert at getting the, those meetings booked and and really generating more pipeline. So, what are some of the best methods that you and your team are incorporating into what you're doing for your clients? How are you guys accomplishing all that? Yeah, I'll talk about a few of them. So, one of them is if you're after if you're after demos, so like you got to decide what your main offer is on your website. I mean, is it a free trial? Is it a demo? Is it a pricing conversation? 
But if that offer leads into a meeting with somebody, like you don't give your pricing out on the website, so you got to talk to somebody, or you want people to book live demos with your sales reps, using the bot to qualify and book those meetings is a great way to just speed up that process and take advantage of some automation. Like if you think about, you know, an average SDR quota being about 20 meetings a month is what they've got to set. Well, you could have a bot that books 100 meetings a month and you're paying, you know, whatever it is a month, but it's going to be less than you're paying for one SDR. Essentially, you can replace five people or don't even think about replacing, just think about scaling up if you've got that extra demand. Exactly. So using them to qualify for a sales meeting is a great tactic that people get a lot of success and you can attribute that to ROI right away. So if you're looking at using chatbots, using live chat, that's a great place to start because you can really see like, is there any value for us here? Now, one of our pro tips that our customers see a lot of success with is in that qualifying process, one, if you can, I would keep it to four questions or less before you you present a calendar and let them book. After four questions, conversion just, it starts going off a cliff. If, wow. you, if you do have more than four though, there are some ways to, uh, to increase that conversion. And so one of them is just setting the clear expectations with the bot. So, you know, if they click the demo button, you know, and they get a bot, they might be a little surprised. It's becoming more and more commonplace, but they might be. So in that first message, have the bot tell them, hey, you know, like give it some name, like we call ours the funnel bot. You know, I'm the funnel bot. I can help you book that meeting, but I'm going to have to ask you like five questions first or six questions, whatever it is. So set some expectations for them. Even if you have less than four, it still helps to just, they know where this is going, you know. And then uh, in there, if you have a long qualifying process, and that could be by design. Like if you got so much demand that you can afford to not be optimizing towards getting the most meetings, then go ahead and do it. The bot's a great way to easily scale that up and say, man, we're getting too much. Like we need to actually qualify a little tighter. Just add a few more questions into that. But there's probably a point where you're like, they're most likely qualified, but we don't know 100% yet. And one of the great things you can do is you've got an SDR team, most likely, or even your AEs, depending on how you've organized things. And you can route people into a conversation without the end user knowing that somebody's been added and the bot will keep going and keep asking the questions. So if your sales rep doesn't get to them, not a big deal. The bot still does its thing. But the sales rep has a chance to jump in and say, hey, let me take over for this silly bot and let you talk to a real person. And by doing that, we've had a couple customers that we've done case studies with, and they have a 50% higher contact rate for really? the demo request. Yeah, because you're getting to them right there. And it's just experimenting and finding where those trip points are that you want to bring somebody in and you know, letting your sales team know, hey, this is what's going on. Like You can't throw them in blind and just, you know, because it happens, the marketers are like, oh, I'm going to build this great bot. And this is what's going to happen. I'm routing all these guys in. And all of a sudden, they're like, I got routed in, but they didn't know I was coming for live chat because I'm used to just you know taking a live chat request. So don't do that. <laughs> but you can get a hold of these people right now. Like They are interested in the moment. Alert mm-hmm. your team. Get them in there. Answer the questions. That's even better than waiting for them to schedule a meeting and then sure. you know talk to them the next day, later that day, or two or three days down the road. 
So I love it because I was going to ask you what are the pros and cons of bot versus live chat, and, and it sounds like what you're recommending. And correct me if I'm wrong, is start with a bot and then get the live happening somewhere in that process. Yeah. So most of the places, I think that's the right way to do it. Is just say start with a bot and let the bot either use firmographic data that you're already getting by plugging your bot into something to say, hey, I'm actually going to appear for this person, yes or no, or let them answer questions within the bot to select where they need to go and then bring the right people in. Like one of the big mistakes I see, I mean, we see is, okay, so I've bought like chat funnels or bot drift or intercom or whatever. I throw it on the homepage for live chat and I'm going to put the sales team on it. Okay. The idea sounds good at first, and we're like, yeah, the sales team should want to talk to everybody, but you're going to get a whole smorgasbord of people uh, coming to the whole page. There's some garbage, for sure. Yes. You're going to get a you real... Might not, you're, you're being nice and not want to say it. I'll say it. There's garbage. <laughs> I've been a sales VP. I know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And the sales team will let you know really quick. They're like, so you set up this bot for me, but all of these people just want support, you know, or, <laughs> or they're nowhere near qualified for me to talk to. And the great thing about salespeople is they're going to give you that feedback right away, but mm-hmm. don't make them suffer through it is my advice. Do some filtering. If you're going to put a bot on the homepage, do some filtering so you can say, oh, okay, yeah, I do want to talk to sales. Okay, then you can set up the bot to maybe ask them one or two questions to make sure like you really want the sales team to chat with them or who on the sales team should be sure. chatting with them. And maybe you don't want them and you can politely, you know, point them another direction and say, hey, we're going to collect some contact information and get back to you. And you can't, but you don't need to like raise the alert and say, get right on this, you know? Sure. That's awesome. I love, this is perfect information. A lot of people definitely need to know this because they're not really converting enough off of their website. I think they're getting traffic. They're just not converting. And this is, this is really critical information. Yeah. You want to, the greatest thing about having chat and having bots is it essentially lets you engage your customers right away. And even after hours, like you may not be available for chat, but have the bot there and it can say, hey, I'm going to, no one's available right now, but I can schedule 15 minutes tomorrow for you with somebody if you answer a couple questions for me. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. like, all right, like tomorrow morning, I'm going to chat with Matt about, you know, how I can increase my demo conversions. So marrying the two of them, like the bot and live chat, like really all it is about is connecting people to people. And the bot does a great job of automating the the mundane parts of that and then figuring out who should be connected. So it's beautiful. I love it. I mean, you obviously you guys are doing some great things. I want to ask you though, just kind of looking at your company. I mean, you've started and grown a very successful company in a very competitive market. What tips would you give to other software founders who are kind of just starting out? What things have you done right or wrong along the way that you would want to tell yourself or tell somebody else who's just getting going? Yeah. So it's going to be harder than you think it is <laughs> when you get started <laughs> would be my first uh, my first piece of advice. So just be aware of that. The next thing would be is don't be in a rush to build tools until you know what people want or at least have a good idea. So there's a lot of different ways to do that. We took the consulting approach. So like we got paid to do customer research. Like the great part right. about uh, about consulting is, you know, like you're right in the trenches with them. You're getting that feedback and you get to experience it for a long time. Whereas when I did my MBA, I went through an entrepreneurship uh, course and it was really focused on the lean startup method, uh, which is awesome. So anyone who hasn't read that and they're interested in entrepreneurship, I recommend it. 
But Mm -hmm. one of the things they really talk about is doing a hundred customer interviews and before you build anything or create any, any type of product. And I would just say that, like, if you're not going to take the consulting approach, like do the hundred interviews and talk to different people who are going to be your end users, ask them what they want. I love the magic wand question. We ask it to customers all the time when we do calls, like if you could wave a magic wand and make chat funnels do one thing for you that it doesn't do today, what would it be? Um, I love it. And the answers will surprise you sometimes. Sometimes they won't. You're like, yeah, like other people have told us this or we kind of knew this. But sometimes they'll be like, oh, like that was a much simpler answer than anything we were envisioning we had to build. You know, Mm -hmm. like sometimes it is the simplest things like, actually, I just need this integration to do like one more thing than it already does. Or I need like one enhancement to this feature and then I'm going to love you. So talk to your customers and stay close yeah, to them. I, I totally believe in that. In fact, I had a call, a coaching call with one of my clients earlier today. And he was saying, well, I'm not sure if we should do this or if we should do that. And I said, how many conversations have you had with your customers about this thing? And he was he was trying to figure out a new pricing model and wondering where the value was and if people would see values. How many people have you talked to about it? Well, none yeah. yet. You need to start having conversations with your customers, with your potential customers, with the market to figure out what they're needing and what they're wanting so you can develop and start to manage towards that. Yeah. And it's easy sometimes, like you're great at doing that. You'll do a lot of interviews. And then, you know, like with COVID, it's not like we're going out and getting belly to belly with anybody anymore. Sure. So it's kind of easy to like get in your castle and you're like, oh, I'm, we're making all these decisions. We know what's right. And usually you don't, you'll hit a few mm-hmm. times, but you'll probably miss more than you, more than you hit. And, um, yeah, talk to your customers. One of the mistakes is like whenever we haven't been talking to customers enough, like that's a uh, bad things happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just to, you know, stay after it. If you're going to get started in your own business, make sure that you're uh, that you know what you want to do, you know, and and be flexible because the product that we we have today is similar in some ways to uh, to what we kind of envisioned before we even got it started. In some ways, like. I never thought we would be doing this, you know. So listen to your customers and be flexible and uh and you know just roll with with the punches and stay after it. I think that's really really great advice. I've seen the same in my companies I've built in this particular instance my company. Super super awesome advice. You've got to be able to understand what is needed by the market. I agree. I've I've pivoted away from certain directions I was going based on those conversations. Because it's you realize, hey, this is actually more needed. This is more desired than that other thing I was trying to do before. Yeah, totally agree. So I, I want to say I've spoken with several members of your team. We've known each other for a little while now, and they all seem great. So what are some of your best methods for being a great leader and, and really creating and running a successful team? Well, my people are great. Um, so that makes me look better. <laughs> Good answer right there. But uh, so we actually go through hiring like it's pretty rigorous um, just to get on the team. Like, I don't know if I'm that great of a leader. I try to do my best to to listen to everybody, to have a clear direction and uh, to be consistent with people. Those are things that I really strive for. But mm-hmm. we try to get the right people on the bus. One of the things that we have here is we have a company book list. Good to great is up there at the top. Love good and to great. So we all kind of get on the same page. And that's one of the things this book list has done is we all can speak the same language. You know, like when I say, hey, we're going to get the right people on the bus, everybody knows what we're talking about. Um, But in hiring, like, man, we are picky, picky, picky. We want great people. We don't 
we don't necessarily want, um, you don't have to be an expert to come work for us. We mm-hmm. really look for attitude and aptitude. So do they have the right attitude to just come in and be a team player? If you're not going to be a team player, it's not going to work at chat funnels. Like, you know, we're not, we're not huge yet. We're a fairly small lean team at the moment, but we get a lot done with who we have because everybody is willing to help on anything. Like the whole company, we have a weekly lunch and part of that lunch is we all just run through testing for the dev team to just give them more eyes, get more feedback on the product. Great way to do QA. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Pizza. We, we get everybody pizza. <laughs> we run through some things and then uh, everybody does testing. And, awesome. uh, and it, you know, it's just like, okay, do they have the right attitude? Overall, a positive outlook on people, on life and on, on their work. Are they willing to work is another one. And then like, you know, are they smart enough to figure out whatever jo- role we're going to put them in for now? And are they flexible enough to be moved around? Because we may get the right person in the wrong seat and we just move them around. And we've done that before and goes really well sometimes. Sometimes it's a little tough for people to get moved seats, but we try to do our best to make sure like they're willing to do that. And, uh, you know, like we've got some great people. I love my team. Everybody works hard. No slackers here. We like to say we only hire ballers is what you'll hear here in the office. And they're awesome. So, uh, you know, and we're always looking to hire hire new people. We really subscribe to uh, kind of the Henry Ford approach to things where we're not big believers in job titles. It's everybody's on the same team. We're all working for the same purpose. You know, you may be doing marketing today and you may have to help with customer support tomorrow, but uh, everybody knows the product and everybody knows each other really well. I love that idea of you might have to do this or that. I read the Remax book, how Remax real estate got built from the ground up and how it really took over the whole industry. And one of the things they always did in job titles was at the end of the list of requirements or not requirements, but the, their job description, it would always say, and other. And so other. <laughs> there, you do all these things and it could be anything else as well. And yeah. uh, it kind of created that mindset that you've got to be able to be flexible and be willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be flexible. I mean, if you're not flexible, you can work at a big company and be fine. You know, you're like, hey, this is, you know, my thing that I do. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. I think at different parts in people's careers, like that's needed. You know, you're just like, hey, I want to become an expert at this and go for it. Um, but, you know, in a startup, you've got to be flexible. If you're not flexible, it's not going to work out. I totally agree. Well, Billy, as always, I've really enjoyed this chat. We seem to have some really good conversations together. Yeah. So uh, thank you once again for coming on. Okay. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So how shall our audience learn more about you and what's happening at ChatFunnels? Yeah. So you can go to chatfunnels.com. If anyone's interested, you can get a free trial and uh, get a personalized tour to help you solve whatever problems you're after. If you want to continue the conversation with me, I'm on LinkedIn, pretty active on it. So just send me a message on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect, happy to discuss anything chat related. Okay. Sounds perfect. Well, I appreciate it. Good chatting with you. Yeah. Good to chat with you, Matt. Absolutely. And for everybody else, remember to subscribe. We are constantly talking with innovative, creative leaders from around the SaaS world. So make sure you subscribe. Every week, we're going to be putting out pieces of content so that you can get better at what you're doing. That's it for this week. I will talk to you next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to Sastery in the Making. Join us next episode for another look into how today's visionaries are creating the next generation of innovation. Thank you.